Assalamu alaikum and welcome to this special International Women's Day 2021 edition of Muslima Voices podcast. We're celebrating successful, busy, active, confident, assertive women. Today our po- podcast is going to be based about uh, women's confidence and International Women's Day. Our guest today is Sister Noor. She has her own YouTube channel called Sisters Therapy. She's a qualified therapist and helps lots and lots of women with life-changing mental health issues and different experiences that they need to move on from. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Noor. Wa alaikum wa barakatuh. Thank you for having me. Good stuff. Thank you so much for coming along. We'll begin. Basically, our questions are really based around women's confidence, and uh, that's what we're focusing in on today's show. So the first question is, what do you consider to be the main factors impacting women's confidence in the world today? That's a really good question. And I think if I'm totally honest, I think it's expectations that society puts on women and also I feel like it's expectations that we put on ourselves so yeah I would definitely say that would be something that would contribute to maybe why we don't have as much confidence to be honest we live in a world where you know everything seems to be confusing um if I'm honest and for you know young women for example a lot of the women that I see um, a lot of the issues that keeps coming up constantly within the therapeutic session is that they have a lack of confidence and they don't really have a sense of self. And normally those obviously, you know, comes from various different things, one due to how they got raised, but predominantly, you know, their outer influences have a lot of impact on how they see themselves as women and what is expected of them. You know, now we've got, you know, women that are working, which is amazing. You know, we also have women who want to be at home. You know, we have the gender role issues so I feel like at this present moment, um, sometimes people could be lacking guidance or even just rock good role models. Yeah. So how do you think that we could increase women's confidence then? How, how do we bring each other's confidence up more? Would you say it's more about discovering yourself or blocking out the external influences, focusing on yourself to build yourself up? I think you've raised some really valid points there and just to maybe touch up on one, I would definitely say it's all about building. Um, so it's about as women coming together, um, it's about empowering one another. Like for example, um, you know, in certain communities, if women speak, sometimes, you know, women kind of get shut down with this whole feminism, things that narrative. are said. Yeah, the narrative, thank yeah. you. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it could be really difficult for a young woman um, to want to explore and to, find out and obviously discover who she is if she doesn't have the right conditions or elements you know where it's not she's not told just to be quiet or she's not you know shunned or shamed or and that's something that I think we have a lot as women as well we yeah. tend to um, shame one another society shames us um, so there's it's definitely a process I think that is an inner inward journey yeah. rather than an outside um, validation because a lot of our young women even if we just look into social media you know they 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 literally just get in compliments and validation and you know approval of of the outside and that's what society has taught us really mm. you know we we are 
you know, we're, we're dependent on how people view us, what the latest, you know, clothes, if we just look at, you know, the Kim Kardashians. And so we have a trend of like a train, really, of people that are influencing our young women. Yeah, definitely. And do you think with the lockdown, do you think people are doing a lot more of that with focusing on their health and self-healing? And there's a lot more because obviously we're not being out and about and as much and we've been tied down to sort of staying indoors. Do you think there has been a lot more focus on people doing a lot more self-healing? Definitely. That is really a big thing. I think not having the outside distractions, especially since lockdown and, you know, COVID and the pandemic that we've all been experiencing globally it's definitely has helped a lot of people look inwards because you know we don't have the friends or you know the socializing aspect where we can run away maybe from a lot of the problems that um that we face in terms of like you know in emotional intelligence and learning how to self-regulate all of those things come from a place of working within yourself and yeah. you know discovering yourself like you said yeah that's it i mean it, it has been beneficial for a lot of people then i think definitely definitely even just for me like when i've worked with a lot of obviously within the line of work that i do our workload has actually just skyrocketed because a lot of people have now come to a place where they feel isolated and you know they don't have that human interaction so when they do come in we do explore a lot of what's going on for them um, so yeah, it's definitely helped a lot of people to, to I guess, heal within. Yes, yes. So it's had its positive sides and it's had its negatives as well. Of course, definitely. Yeah. So, okay, D does the way that women are portrayed in the media and advertising make it difficult for any woman to live up to? Yeah, I think because, again, we have mixed messages. You know, we're, we're told as women we can have it all. Um, but then at the same time, when we get to a certain age, like in our mid-30s, you know, now suddenly we're too old to be able to have children or, you know, the clock is ticking. So there is definitely a lot of pressure. Um, and also I feel like the beauty standards that are set for women, um, unfortunately, you know, it's it's not a standard that's set for yourself. That comes from somewhere. We, we've seen, you know, people, subhanAllah, like injecting, you know, all types of things, the BBL, the liposuctions that people have gone to do the procedures and fillers subhanallah so yeah you know, subhanallah we, yeah this social media pressure is just massive now i mean i see these women just distorting their faces to no end and it's just crazy it's just where do you stop it's, it has become so addictive um and it's just spread you know you just see everyone is doing this to their faces to their bodies just to try and keep up with the social media pressures so Definitely. Yeah, you're right. There is an excess of uh, social media pressure now with everything being online. So what do we need to do to counteract that, Sisnor? Do you think we need to make lots more positive, good content in terms of halal content, in terms of more stuff geared towards family, uh, youngsters? How would you, what would you suggest? Definitely. I think every, everything that you said, to be honest, it would be definitely where I would start. Um, and also just to add, I would say it's also about learning how to connect to yourself. Um, you know, we're, we're human beings, you know, we, we're relational beings. You know, we thrive when we are connected. And I feel like having a lot of insecurities as a woman, um, just generally anyways, you know, when a woman reaches puberty, you know, she, her body develops and 
there's so much pressure just to conform to you know society's ideals of what you should look like so of course like the the way to counteract that would be to put it you know in the masses to you know production saying that it's more than that you know it's about how you deal with people it's about you know gratitude it's about compassion you know the good old morals where you know we come away from this very narcissistic yeah. um self individual kind of um self idealization um process that seems to be taking a lot of us over but really it's more about the inner again it all comes down to the inner like it's about you recognizing the gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you you know we're all uniquely made and you're not here to conform to someone else's you know idea of who you are so it's about giving our young women the tools and us as women as well as the olders and um putting out positive content where it's not so focused on what you look like and what you're wearing but instead to focus on the spiritual aspect of ourselves and and the journey that we're meant to have um with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rectifying that connection within ourselves and you know with others as well alhamdulillah okay well, what can we do if we find ourselves surrounded by people that belittle us i think the first thing that comes to mind is automatically know that this is not about you um you know we know that hurt people hurt people so i think that's a really good thing to keep in mind that whatever this person is projecting or um you know kind of portraying you as you know as if maybe maybe that person's jealous you know maybe that person doesn't have the confidence to do what you're doing so in 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 order to make themselves feel better they have to now put you down so if you ever find yourself in situations where you've been belittled first and foremost is to stamp that out as quick as possible let people know that you know i don't like when you said that to me or you know have that dialogue whatever way it comes out for you um and however way you want to word it but just as equally though is not to internalize that and make it about you're deficient and that there's something about you it's definitely always about the other person So let's just get this straight. We're talking about toxic people. So when you're around toxic people, what what do you suggest? Just move away from them. Yeah, move so, away. And yeah, like I know in Islam we're told that, you know, anything that harms you is not a place that you're going to, you know, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, it's going to be draining. Um and that's what normally happens with toxic people and eventually you'll end up, you know, being resentful and angry and and then it'll consume you. So it, the best thing to do when you're around toxic people is firstly get to a point where you can identify that yourself. Um and sometimes they say, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So I would also say that, you know, as human beings, we all have an element of toxicity within us, right? Like if you haven't eaten for the whole day, I guarantee you'll be grumpy. Um I know I am. So or if you haven't slept, you know, you could be very short and snappy with people or and people can take that in a wrong way. So I'm, you know, try to identify, you know, is this person's core nature? And if it's not, then, you know, why are you in that in that environment in the first place? That's what I would ask. And what about sis Noor if it's like in your family because obviously with uh, Muslims we are surrounded by family, immediate relations, friends, especially you find in the Asian subcontinent people are very sort of family orientated. What do you do? To be honest, that's a good question and again we have to uphold our obligations to, you know, our parents because, you know, they have a degree of um responsibility. um or we have to them 
in the eyes of Allah. So the, the best thing normally when it comes to um, family dynamics is I would never suggest to cut them off completely, but I would definitely urge you to rebuild boundaries, right? Because when you're in an environment where it's either, you know, you, you get hurt or you're exposed to certain things that are not mentally like good for you, the best thing to do is learn to build boundaries. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe lessen down the communication or if you know that when you go and see that person, you're constantly um, judged or criticized or whatever, and that ruins your whole day, you know, maybe instead of seeing them, just give them a call. Um, but I would always say address the issue. But sometimes, you know, as parents and children, it could be difficult or if you've got, you know, a, a mother-in-law um, or, you know, other family relatives. So in order to keep the ties of kinship aligned, the best thing to do is try your best, never give up, but at the same time, don't put yourself in harm's way and limit the yeah. connection. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, great advice. That's, that's so true. Next question. People often see confident women in a negative light. Uh, why is that? Do you know what? That's a really good question. And to be honest with you, I feel like if we just bring it back into our own communities and sort of within the Muslim Ummah, I feel like there are rights of women that have not been fulfilled um, and this has nothing to do with Islam by the way I know Islam is portrayed as it's you know a very barbaric religion and it's oppressive to women in fact Islam is what's actually given us our rights as women and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know has taught people to hold up that right but unfortunately you human beings um, you know we are prone to error and for a number of years you know for whatever reason whether it's um, people coming into and colonizing Muslim lands or whatever it is, you know, we've had things that are not Islamic that have seeped into our faith, unfortunately, and it's more from a cultural aspect. So I feel like we over dumbed down the, the, the women's role, even just if we look at how we raise young boys and girls in our households, women are very much, you know, cocooned and overprotected and, you know, no, like, I feel like we don't give women rights that, you know, they have the right to education. You know, she has the right to um, various different things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that women have. But because of insecurities, because of lack of education, people have used women to, you know, to oppress them um, through, you know, that, that power of degree that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a man, which is for him to protect and provide. Um, and it's sadly to say, there's a lot of women that are actually going through abuse and various different things. And, you know, this is not just in the Muslim community. It's, you know, it's a global thing, unfortunately, for women. Um, just because sometimes you could say we're the weaker sex physically um, or for a number of other reasons. Do you think it could be because obviously the jealousy factor, if somebody is doing well, uh, you have you have so many people pulling her down. And this is something that she's got to battle as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid it's, you know, I feel like there is a lot of pressure on women and I definitely will pin down the root of all of this is one, lack of education and two, it's also, you know, the, the gender roles, you know, in, in that's the beauty of Islam, you know, we adhere to and also a lot of older um, faiths as well before us, they're very strict on keeping the gender roles because that's what keeps harmony in the world and, and when there is that disunity in the harmony 
then you get chaos. Um, and obviously now women tend to, people could say because of the feminist movement, um, you know, at the end of the day, women now seem to have more power, you know, even if we think of that within the education um, sort of field, women are a lot more educated than, than a lot of men, you know, sadly to say. A lot of our young boys are failing in uni and a lot of young women are soaring um, when it comes to the educational department. And that in itself is going to breed some kind of competitiveness or content sometimes between the sexes because now she's at, out of the home working and you know we can work and we can definitely get educated that's not I'm not saying we shouldn't do that but I'm just saying sometimes the role reversals could have a lot of impact um, in, in that situation and when we think of women I feel like you know we've been sold a dream from society because you know when a woman is youthful and beautiful we tend to say, hey, go and show it off and, you know, go and do whatever and, and lead with your sexuality. But then when it comes to her, an age where now she wants to settle down, the, obviously the, the, the timing is going to be a bit difficult for her or she's got a career before, you know, the family structure that she needs to set up. So there's, yeah, there's various factors. So have you had anything or anyone impact your self-confidence personally and how did you overcome this? That's a really good question. Thank for asking that. Um, I think it's always, for me, going to come down to form my formative years, which is how we raise um, our young women and how young women grow up thinking that, you know, maybe they might feel less than a man um, just purely because they've been um, so, I guess, overprotected. Um, which I can understand, you know, I'm not condoning that men should do whatever or women, but just to kind of go back to the question that you asked, for me, it actually came from, you know, I'm first generation in the UK. Um, so obviously having my mom here and also um, growing up, you know, my mom, you know, kind of got into um, another relationship a bit later on in my formative years, she got remarried. And I think what really impacted me the most was the difference of not having that male role model in the home for especially a quite um, sort of like within my formative years, like I said, growing up and having seen the way my mum raised me and my brother very differently. Um, and obviously as a woman, you know, being um, policed heavily and sometimes even being quite judgmental, like from my mum, only because she wanted to protect me and she did the best that she could. So I think a lot of things um, I got programmed within me or I downloaded and that was that you know what I'm not going to be as good as a man um and that I should kind of know my place in the world um, and I think that definitely I suffered from um, low self-esteem in my teenagers and even right up into my early 20s as I got older and obviously I learned and I read and I studied um I really learned how your your younger years are very very precious because those are the times where you get to form a sense of self. Like, for example, my mom, she was a single mom for a while and she dealt with a lot of, she did a, a two parent um, role in the house. She was the dad and the mom. And that took a lot of her time away from us, even when she was at work or what have you. And in that, we were kind of left to raise our younger siblings and also ourselves. So I feel like that those really important, crucial times where I needed, you know, the affection and the tenderness and just that nurturing um, that needed to be mirrored back to me um, as a young person so I could develop a strong sense of self 
so I could, you know, handle the world, I guess, and, and all the, the ills that come with it sometimes. Um, I lack that. But alhamdulillah, again, self-taught and, you know, getting educated is what helped me overcome that. Another thing as well that I can recall is comparing myself um, to other, like, you know, my peers and not feeling like I fit in. Um, that's also another thing that I feel like I always get as well from the younger generation now is that sense of wanting to be accepted. Um, and the truth of it really is, you know, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can accept you for, you know, for your flaws and all. But also it starts with self-love. It starts with going back, you know, knowing that tomorrow's a brand new day, having compassion um, and, you know, having empathy also for yourself. Because there's a lot of things that we don't know. You know, Alim Hanawa Ta'ala says that, you know, he, that he knows things about us that we don't even know. Um, and we have Shaytan there that's been with us since the day we were born. So it's about having, you know, mercy and compassion with yourself and not giving up, inshallah. Yeah, inshallah. What ways or methods would you recommend to others to build up their self-confidence? Again, that's a very good question. And... Um, the one thing that I would say is definitely going back to the Quran and Sunnah, as you said, um, is learning about your faith. Because the thing is, no one can weaponize anything against you um, if you have knowledge. And truly, knowledge is power. Hence, why you know the first words that were said to the Prophet sallallahu was sent down to him was read in the name of your Lord. And to know that education is important for man, woman, child. Because this is what nourishes us, you know, this is what gives us that sense of um, identity, of identifying things, identifying who we are, um, and also connecting to the creation. And then also, I would say, listen to, identify your inner critic, right? We all have an inner, inner Nancy, I call her, or him, um, which is basically that, you know, self-sabotaging um, sort of beliefs that we hold about ourselves and what it really goes down to is you identifying that and tackling that yourself because nobody could do that right you know how could you truly love someone else if you haven't you know if you don't wholeheartedly love yourself um, and also accepting the you know the dark and the light the good and the bad within you um, so finding a space to be able to accept so the key thing is identify where your weak points are um, what your struggles are with and then when you identify them inshallah accept them you know and take that to Allah and pray about it you know pray in your sujood cry about it um, and know that your self-fulfillment it will never come from a man it wouldn't come from children it wouldn't come from if you had the perfect body um, because you know we've seen that everywhere you know rich people beautiful people have taken their own lives um, you know, people that have thought marriage was going to be the end and be all, you know, they, they're living in, you know, miserable marriages, subhanAllah. And your kids, they could, you know, flee away and, you know, turn to God knows what. So, again, before you ask, I always say this to anyone that I come across, before you make dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring people, ask him to give you a sense of security within yourself. And firstly, pray about it, like I said, and then seek the ways where you rectify that. Um, I'm really big on therapy. I know this is a taboo in our community, but subhanAllah, it's transformed my own life. Wallahi, like I could testify. And people that I've met, Muslims, non-Muslims, because sometimes a lot of these um, 
stagnant times that we get in life or you know the, these addictions whether it's food whether it's relationship whatever it is it normally comes from a deeper hole that's unfulfilled and our emotions that have such a strong hold on us that if we don't know how to be able to self regulate um you could try all the things in the world you you will never find that sense of contentment and that happiness inwards so it comes from you and build yourself and and give yourself that permission to fail as well and to make mistakes and it's okay it's about having compassion and um and self care is a very big thing as well what is the ideal that we should be aiming for with regards to self confidence so firstly the way i look at things is like you know even if we look at it from a psychological point of view or even a spiritual um journey we're here to evolve and um i guess you could call it the maslow hierarchy where it's about self actualizing and um, which is for you to reach your highest potential and in order to do that there's a number of things that we have to do first so firstly we have to have a good sense of self and um, the way we talk to ourselves how we you know the internal dialogue we have and then secondly to gain confidence it takes courage for you to do things um and a lot of us i feel like you know out of fear of you know being rejected or people might think that we failed in something could be what could keep us away um from trying so they say that to have a good sense of confidence is to also be competent um in things so when you try to do things um try to do it to the best of your ability and also you know we are prone to negative um we always look for the negative in things but celebrate the small wins that you have on a daily basis and um, that definitely if you're constantly looking at the bigger picture and saying you know I failed I'm not good you know I I'm stupid you know I should have known better these are the the talks that we have with ourselves so it's about changing that narrative of who you are and you know subhanallah like if you just got up and brushed your teeth and you fulfilled your five salah for the day or you fed your kids that's that's that should give you a sense of joy inshallah so confidence comes from inwards and it has um an element of self esteem so we need to build the self esteem first and then try things try new things explore be creative um and be open minded yeah so the tools to build yourself uh if we come back to the first question is as you said education is key knowledge of who you are and, and self love yeah yeah and also purpose having a purpose a goal in life setting yourself you know um accomplishment accomplishment yeah. maybe yeah. women maybe women yeah. ladies sitting here at home maybe they can think of even like three points that they want to sort of achieve perhaps by yeah. next by yeah. the next international women's day they can think of three targets that they want to achieve this yeah. year it could be doing a course it could be enrolling onto something it could be um you know uh, reading certain books or writing a book or doing something to improve yourself as a person like you said you know uh, uh, to increase that self love and self care for whoever is going to be listening in inshallah to to find those those targets and those aims for the future inshallah we can share some youtube links so that people the ladies listening in they can look in their own spare time have a browse of the links and see you know there's so many so much positive content out there it's just a matter of tapping into these into these um podcasts and these these this good good work that is going on at the moment inshallah no definitely um one that i would suggest is honesty talk I may Allah reward the sisters. I don't know if you guys watch them, but so may Allah put barakah in all that they do. I've benefited so much. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and also Nafisa Pearl, 
um, yeah. beautiful sister. She talks about um, just general stuff of like, you know, little sprinklets of the deen in there as yeah. well and about self-care and yeah, subhanAllah, I benefited with her as well. So Nafisa Pearl, definitely. Yeah, let's promote these family-friendly sort of halal entertainment uh, ways to pass time when you're not uh, busy. You know, th- th- there is a lot out there. It's just a matter of finding those links and clicking onto these social media websites and, and YouTube channels. So inshallah, we'll promote that as well. Inshallah. Thank you so much, sisters. Thank you so much for coming in, Sister Noor, today. We've really enjoyed. And just sitting with you and talking to you is just so inspiring and so relaxing. Alhamdulillah for good sisters and good people in our lives. Um, I really benefited from all of you. Very nurturing and refreshing experience. Have a lovely, lovely day, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jazakallah khair, Sis Noor, for sharing your inspirational thoughts with us. Inshallah, we wish you the most success in all aspects of your future. I hope all our listeners have enjoyed this podcast and will join us again when we listen to another of our Muslimer Voices. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow at Muslimer Voices Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Please like and share and uh, enjoy our work. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Muslim Voices. <laughs>